0: Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world.
1: Who found it difficult to leave their bed this morning? The rain was coming down and it was quite comfy in bed. Who, uh, Who has trouble getting out of bed and waking up most mornings? Who uh, who t- generally hits snooze once, twice, three times? Yeah, I'm a three-time snoozer. Who uh, who's got a rule in their house that uh, there's just no conversation before coffee? Come on, there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of coffee addicts out there. You know, I remember uh, many years ago when our kids were little, talking to. Uh, A mom at the end of church, and she was sleep deprived. And she was telling me about, you know, kids waking up in the night uh, every night. And I remember just looking at her with just joy and, and saying, Oh, we are so blessed. You know, our kids have slept through, you know, the night for ages. And Susan just starts staring daggers at me. And she says, You've got to be kidding our kids wake up every night without fail. It's just easier to get up to them than to try and wake you up. <laughs> you know, I've, uh, I've had trouble waking up for a, a long time. I've actually got the spiritual gift of sleeping. and I actually think it's a crime that, uh, that we only sleep a third of our lives away. You know, I just uh, I, I love sleep. When I was growing up, my uh, Parents, you know, tried all different tactics to try and uh, wake me up in the morning and get ready for school. You know, they would uh, yell at me. They would come in and uh, just shake the bed uh, until I woke up. You know, Dad at times in his frustration would just grab hold of my hair and drag me uh, out of bed. And so I cut my hair really short. And uh, then we went through a time in our home when we all had water beds. Do you remember those days? And I had one that had no baffles in it. It was just a big bag of water sitting on a bit of timber and my parents would come in and just try and make me seasick and uh, just hopefully I'd get out of bed because I was uh, seasick. You know, when that didn't work, uh, they'd actually come and throw water on me and uh, just to try and wake me up in the morning. When I was about 16, I I said to mum, I've had enough. He says, just let me wake up myself. I'm old enough now, I don't need you waking me up in the morning, I'll wake up of my own accord and I'll get ready, I'll get myself to school, stop waking me up. Well my mum decided to wait until a morning that she knew I had footy training and she knew that the rule was no train, no play and so she waited until that morning and I woke up at 9.30 in the morning. I got to school by 10 o'clock in the morning, which involved a four-kilometre bike ride. That meant I missed out on a lot of things. I missed out on breakfast. I missed out on a shower. I missed out on brushing my teeth. I missed out on roll call. I missed out on first-period mass, which I wasn't too upset about. But very importantly, I missed out on footy training. And it meant that I missed out on doing something that I really wanted to do. Something that was really important to me. Because I didn't wake up in time. This morning, I'm praying that God will wake us up. I'm praying that God will wake us up in time. I'm praying that God will wake us up in time to see what he's doing in this season... And to help us to understand what he's calling us to do in this season. I'm I'm praying that God will wake us up in time before we miss out on something really important that he's got for us as a church. Before we miss out on something really important that he's got for this city. I'm praying that God will wake us up in time so that we do not miss out on something really great that God wants to do in this season. We're in a a series right now, we're uh, going through some letters to uh, the churches in the first century and this morning we're going to read from Revelation chapter 3 and it's a letter to the church in Sardis. This is a church that Jesus is trying to wake up before they miss out. Come on, let's read Revelation chapter 3. It says, To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. Listen to this. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Say it with me. Verse 2. Wake up. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not... Come on, say it with me a bit louder this time. Say so one more time. If you do not wake up, I'll come like a thief, and you'll not know at what time I will come to you. Jesus says, I I know your deeds. You've actually got a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. You actually look like a thriving church. They actually were a very big church, we think, in Sardis. They built an, an enormous synagogue there in years gone by, the size of a football field. It's one of the biggest synagogues that had ever been built in, uh, in, in that time, and it seems that's where you know the church at the time would meet. They were a very big church. They appeared to be a thriving church. Their reputation was that they were a thriving church, but Jesus actually sees into their heart and, and says, you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. They're a wealthy church. Sardis was a city that years, in years gone by, they had discovered gold on their shores, and they'd become a wealthy city. And in the time that Jesus is writing, you know uh, they weren't mining gold anymore, but they had this very prosperous woolen industry. And they were, they were very, become very prosperous through, through the selling of wool and clothing. And they're actually a very well dressed city. They look good on the outside because they become, you know, they become like a Paris or a Milan. You know, they were the city of fashion. They were the city, you know, where, where, where people came to buy their wool and to buy their clothing. They were a wealthy church. They were a well-dressed church. They looked good on the outside and they were a well-accepted church. They were actually really well-accepted. If you read through these letters... You actually see that most of the other churches had an enemy that was attacking them. You know, they had an enemy that, that was, you know, coming against what they, they were doing. Most of the other churches, they either had, you know, the Romans were oppressing them, or the Judaizers were tainting uh, their, their gospel, or the evil Nicolaitans, you know, were infiltrating the church. Or last week, the synagogue of Satan was actually, you know, attacking the, the church. But in Sardis, Jesus sees no enemies. They've got no enemies because they're asleep. They've gone asleep spiritually. They're their own worst enemy. Their enemy is actually apathy. Their enemy is actually hidden inside their heart. They've got a reputation of being alive. But Jesus says you're dead even though you're wealthy, you're well-dressed, you look good on the outside, you're, you're well-accepted, you've just made peace with the culture that you are in. You've got a reputation of being alive. You look good on the outside, but your soul is dying on the inside. This can be true for us. You know, our reputation may not be the same as our reality. You can look good on the outside, but your soul is dying on the inside. And Jesus says this. He says, wake up, strengthen what remains, and is about to die. He's saying it's not too late. It's not too late to wake up. Wake up and strengthen what has become weak. You see, if I wake up in the morning, I, I do wake up fairly early, but I do need three, uh, three snoozes before I get out of bed. You know, if I, if I wake up in the morning and, and go to the gym, my body gets stronger. But if I choose to keep pressing snooze and stay in bed, my body gets weaker. And if I press snooze, and stay in bed too many mornings in a row, I actually get out of the habit of going to the gym. And it actually gets really hard to restart that habit. You start to say things like, oh, I haven't gone for two weeks. You know, one more morning won't hurt. One more morning won't make a difference. And you get out of the habit and eventually... You get weaker and weaker. And Jesus says, Wake up. I want you to strengthen what has become weak. You know, maybe this morning you've actually got out of the habit of strengthening your faith and exercising your spiritual gifts. I I wonder if, you know, something of what what COVID has done for us has put us into a spiritual slumber. We've got out of the habit of strengthening our faith and exercising our spiritual gifts. And it's not like we're lying in bed doing nothing. You're here this morning. It's not that you're lying in bed, you know, doing nothing, but we can get so caught in our busy routine of life that we become oblivious to the presence of God in our life. And it's not a new phenomenon. You can't blame TV. You can't blame Facebook. You can't blame Netflix you can't blame the price of housing or rising interest rates and you can't blame COVID-19 this is not a new phenomenon this is actually part of our selfish nature it's a human problem we get so absorbed in doing life that we become oblivious to God who is the giver of life I just want you to read just something this morning that, that Paul says in the book of Romans. We want to read it in the message because I, I think it might just cut through for us this morning. Romans 13, it says, Make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. I reckon we all know how easily that can happen. You know, we fill our days with so much stuff. We fill our days with so much stuff that seems important, we actually miss what is most important. You know, the most important person in your life is God. And the most important task in your life is strengthening, growing your relationship with God. But when you become oblivious To the presence of God in your day to day life. The power of God actually lies dormant in your life. And so Jesus says to this church, just be, just, they're just getting on with life. They actually had a preoccupation with death. They actually, you know, they they, they were known as a city that had a great cemetery, And, and kind of death was literally hanging over them. They were just getting on with life. They were just being part of the culture and they were just waiting to die. They'd become oblivious to the presence of God in their lives and the power of God was lying dormant within them. You see, it's not that that God's power had diminished in any way. They just got out of the habit of enjoying God's presence. And maybe that's true for you today. It's not that God's power has diminished within you today. You've just got out of the habit of enjoying his presence. And when you get so absorbed and so exhausted in your daily routine, you doze off into a spiritual slumber and it creeps up on you slowly. You kind of just keep going through the motions, but you begin to feel dead on the inside. And you start to live life out of a religious routine rather than the power of God to fulfill the purposes of God. I believe God wants to break some of us out of what's become routine for us. If you've dozed off and you've just become oblivious to the presence of God, the good news is this morning, God has not written you off. God has not written off the church in Sardis that he can see is dead on the inside. And God has not written you off this morning but it is time to wake up i wonder if god is shaking some of us out of a slumber this morning i wonder if god is just wanting us to wake up because he doesn't want us to miss out i wonder if god is 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 trying to get our attention maybe god has put a storm in front of us he wants to get our attention he wants us to wake up out of our slumber when I was a pastor in Sydney, I had some friends that used to come to the night service dressed in their pyjamas. This, this was not unusual. They, they would turn up not just in their dressing gown, but fully dressed in uh, pyjamas, dressing gown, Ugg boots in winter. Because they wanted to, as soon as they left church, they wanted to go home and be able to get straight into bed. They they didn't want to, you know, have to, uh, they didn't want to have to do any other jobs. They didn't want to waste any time. They just wanted to go straight home from church and get straight into bed. And it just became normal that Peter and Jyoti would turn up in their pajamas on, on a Sunday night because it was convenient and it was comfortable. We say everyone who comes through those doors is welcome. But if, you turn up dressed like this every week, someone might say something to you eventually. But I actually wonder if it's time for some of us to actually just wake up out of our slumber. It's actually time to get out of our pajamas. It's time to stop pressing and snooze. And it's time to strengthen what has become weak within us these are some clues that you might be in a spiritual slumber Okay, just listen to these I can't afford to give what the Bible calls me to give right now because I'm saving for a new car these are just some things that might go through our mind if we're in a spiritual slumber I don't have time to serve God right now I'm too busy at work I have sexual needs not fulfilled by my spouse. I know I shouldn't look elsewhere, but I'm only human. It doesn't really matter how I live now, because I'm forgiven for eternity anyway. There's no point trying to tell them about Jesus. They'll never listen. It's sad that so many people are suffering, but there's nothing I can really do. If there's sentences like that going on in your mind, you may have dozed off and forgotten the power of God that lives within you, forgotten the calling of God that God has on your life forgotten who God has said that you are, forgotten who you are in Christ. You are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. You're a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and strengthen what has become weak. It's time to wake up and recognize the power that is within you. The Holy Spirit lives in you and gives you power to overcome temptation. But when you become oblivious to the presence of God, you become oblivious to the power of God within you. The Holy Spirit has given you gifts to serve the body of Christ, and to shine a light on Christ in a hurting community, but when you doze off oblivious to God, the power of God lays dormant within you. I I actually wonder, this isn't all that this passage talks about, this is just what God's put on my heart for this week. I actually wonder how many of us have spiritual gifts lying dormant within us. Gifts that we just haven't exercised for a long time. Gifts that have just laying there and maybe become weak. Gifts of leadership, gifts of compassion, gifts of administration, gifts of teaching, gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, gifts of encouragement, gifts of faith, gifts of miracles. It's not that the power of God has diminished within you, and it's not that God has taken those gifts from you. They're just lying dormant within you. I've seen this in my own life. You know, if you rewind the clock two years ago, pretty much every Sunday, almost without fail, I would give an opportunity... For, for people to put their faith in Jesus Christ and know salvation. And during COVID, when we couldn't meet for a long time, and then when we could meet, you had to check in, you had to sit apart, running a certain amount of people in the room, I just actually started to lose faith that there was anyone here that wasn't saved. I started to lose faith that anyone was going to invite their friends or their neighbours to, to church or their family members to church. And so I just got out of the habit but I believe God's given me a gift of evangelism that needs to get exercised and there's other places I can exercise it but I believe this is one of the places God's called me to exercise it but I would got out of the habit it's not that God had taken that gift from me it's not that his power had diminished in any way I just got out of the habit and it had become weak Many, many years ago, you know, when uh, I was uh, teaching about spiritual gifts in another place, you know, God just just put on my heart the, the gift of tongues, of praying in tongues. I'd never asked for it before. I'd never really desired it before. But when I was about 24, I was with a group of young people, and I just felt God say I was to ask for it. And so I did. And these young people prayed for me. And in the weeks and months that followed, I didn't tell anybody. But every time I was in worship and every time I was praying, this other language started to come out of me. And I thought, what is this? This is weird. But then I realized every time that I did it, and it took a couple of months because I'm a slow learner, every time that I did it, I felt faith rising up within me. I felt faith building inside of my heart. And that's what the Scripture says will happen. It says, those who pray in tongues or speak in tongues will build themselves up, will edify themselves. And so, for decades, it's been one of those gifts I've used personally and privately to build faith in my heart. And I just had a moment this week of realizing I've got out of the habit. I got out of the habit. It's this really good gift that God's given me to, to actually build faith in my heart and I've just got out of the habit and it's weakened my faith. I don't know what it is for you, but, but there, there are gifts that God has deposited in you to, to every member of the body. None of you have missed out. And maybe there are gifts that you have exercised, you have used at one time in the past, but for one reason or another, they're just lying dormant right now. And they do not get reactivated just by lying in bed and waiting for the magic to happen. They actually get reactivated by getting up and stepping out in faith and trusting that God is still there. Actually trusting that God is going to move. The God's Spirit is still alive. For some of us, it's time to wake up and strengthen what has become weak. There are gifts lying dormant within us. And it's time to wake up and finish what you started. It goes on, it says, I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I'll come like a thief and you'll not know at what time I'll come to you. You see, city was a sad story. was a city of past splendour, but present decay. They, they'd started building a temple years before, but it was never finished. Hands up if you've got an unfinished project at your place. Come on, hands up high. Got an unfinished project? I can see some wives pushing their husbands' hands up. Come on, who's had an unfinished project for a year? Hands up. It's five years. Ten? Holy moly, are you in a counseling centre? You might need some help. You know, my neighbor asked, I actually, I promised my neighbour wanted to get our fence fixed by a contractor and there was a bill attached. And I said, Don't worry, I'll fix the fence myself. That was a week before Easter, last year. It's now over a year later and it would probably take me four to six hours to fix the fence. I know how to fix the fence. I can, I'm can. i capable of fixing the fence. But I don't want to fix the fence. It's hard work. I don't like fixing fences. And so I keep putting it off, and it's unfinished. And this is what the city of Sardis was like. It was kind of like an unfinished City, everywhere they saw, everywhere they looked, they saw unfinished projects and it's infected the culture of the church. It's infected the church. They were once a royal city. They were once a royal city of, of Persia, but now they're known for their cemetery. They're known for death. And death is just hanging over them and they're just complacently sitting in their unfinished business, waiting to die. And Jesus says to him, wake up, you're not finished. I got more for you to do in this city. I got more for you to do, you're not finished. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. You're Christ's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he planned in advance for you to do. There's more. For you to do, it's time to wake up and finish what you started because Jesus is not finished with you yet. I had a real sense this morning that this is for someone that's online, someone that's part of our online community. God's not finished with you yet. Maybe, maybe you're sitting there this morning. You might still be in your pyjamas. I don't judge you for that. It sounds like a comfy thing to do this morning. But there's a dream inside your heart that's unfinished and you've been disappointed and you've given up, and God wants you to hear, whether you're in the room or you're online this morning, God wants you to hear. He's not finished with you yet. Wake up. He says, remember, therefore, what you've received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. Remember what it is you've received in the past. Remember what it is you've heard in the past and repent. He says, when you heard the gospel, you received the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you heard the call of God over your life, you also received his power. God doesn't call you to something. He doesn't call you to a purpose that he doesn't give you the power to fulfill. He says, when you heard the call of God over your life, he gave you the power to fulfill that purpose Hold it fast. Take hold of the Word of God. Take hold of that Word that has been spoken over you. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Choose to live according to the Word of God, not the worries of this world. Some of us need to do that this morning. We need to take hold of the Word of God. Fills us with power to fulfill the purposes of God. You know, just uh, a couple of years ago, when some people suggested that I should contemplate, you know, stepping into this role of leading Queensland Baptists, it was a role that I had no ambition for. I had no idea that this would be something that God would call me to. There was just a prayer in my heart to see the church in Australia, you know, strong and thriving and, and reaching people. And I remember... Uh, sitting on the beach one day and praying and asking God, you know, is this what you want me to do? And I sat there for quite a while and I was sitting on a beach just before the Gold Coast Airport and planes kept flying in and I felt like God asked me a question. And you know when God asks you a question, he knows the answer, but I needed to discover the answer for myself. I felt like God say to me after about the fifth plane that flew over, how would you feel if you're on one of those planes and you're coming back from an encouraging a church somewhere in Queensland. And as that question just sat in my heart, joy began to rise up in my heart. I believe the joy of the Lord just began to fill my heart. And I thought oh, I'd love to do that. That's how I made the decision. I stepped into it and then COVID happened and we couldn't fly anywhere. We could hardly do anything. Just two weeks ago. But I held on to that word. I held on to that moment. I kept going back to that moment when I questioned what on earth am I doing here? I kept going back to that moment, sitting on that beach. And just a couple of weeks ago, I spent the long weekend in Longreach and Susan and I just got to, you know, teach and encourage the church in a very remote, you know, part of our state. As I got back on the plane to fly home, I was a little bit exhausted. But I felt like God just say, I told you. There's just joy in my heart. There's this incredible joy in my heart of seeing what God is doing in this church. And he just said, I told you so. You've got to hold on. You've got to hold on to the word of God that he's spoken over your life. It won't always happen immediately. It won't always happen in a nanosecond. You've got to hold fast because God's got something important for you to do. You know, personally this morning, I believe God's awakening some dreams and visions he's put in your heart. I believe God is reminding you of just some pictures you've seen that gave you great joy that hasn't happened yet. Some words that were spoken over you that as they were spoken, you said, yeah, God, I want that. And you've just kind of pressed pause for a while. You've pressed snooze. God is awakening dreams and visions that are lying dormant within us. And I believe this is true for us together as a church. You know, if we rewind again, you know, about three years as a church, we, you know, we decided to actually uh, continue to open new doors for the gospel, to, to build some buildings, to borrow some money, to give some money, to, to actually, you know, keep reaching more people in our city, in our communities uh, around the world. and then COVID hit and we pressed pause. I really believe it's time to press unpause. I believe as a church God is saying I put those dreams, I put that vision in your heart. It's time to press unpause. Brad's already invited you to be at our AGM uh, on Wednesday night. Really encourage you to be here as we just share where we believe God's taking us into the future. And It's actually not much different to what we said a couple of years ago but just believe it's time to press unpause but really love you to be here as we uh, make some decisions together for our future can i encourage you today it's never too late whatever the dream or the vision god's put in your heart it's never too late you know king david you know was told you know, the word of the Lord, you know, came to King David when he was out mining his father's sheep. And Samuel the prophet turned up and said, you're going to be the king of Israel. That was the word of, over his life. And, and then he, we, we see, you know, some and at that moment, he's thinking, you beauty, gold, glory, girls. He's thinking, I'm going to be the king. And then, you know, there was some glory. He defeated Goliath in this incredible battle and he begins to win other battles. He he plays music for the king and the king loves uh, the music that he plays, you know, in the palace. Things are going well for a little while, but but then the king gets jealous. King Saul gets jealous of of David and David has to run for his life because the king's trying to kill him. Everywhere he turns, the king is trying to kill him and he finds himself after his he's received this word the, the word of God that he's going to be the king of Israel he's going to be you know a great king he finds himself hiding in a cave with a bunch of whinges a bunch of malcontents And he writes writes a bunch of songs in the cave, but one of them is from Psalm 57. And he says, God, everywhere I turn, there's a trap set for me. Everywhere I look, someone's out to get me. It looks like I'm going to be taken down. But then he says in verse 8, chapter 57, he says, Awake my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Awake, my soul, and sing. And I wonder this morning whether some of us, that's our decision, the same decision as King David, when things haven't worked out the way we wanted, when things haven't gone according to plan, when it doesn't look like the dream, humanly speaking, is going to become a reality. Awake, my soul, and sing. God, I know you are faithful to your word. Wake up and finish what you started and wake up and hear what Jesus is saying to you. It says, The one who is victorious will like them be dressed in white. I'll never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, put your hand up if you've got ears. Good. Let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You see, in ancient cities, the names of the living were written in the book of the living until they died and then they would be erased. And what Jesus is saying to his church, if they hold fast to their faith, if they hold fast to the gospel, not even death will separate them from life. You see, we serve a resurrected God. We serve a God who can resurrect the dead. We serve a God who was dead, but he's now alive forever and ever. There's nothing that he cannot bring back to life. We've got to listen to his word and hold fast to it. When, when Jesus is on his way to heal Jairus's daughter, word comes to him don't bother. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Don't bother coming to Jairus' place. She's already dead. That was the word that he received. Don't bother. But Jesus gets there and he has a different word. He says, Talitha cum, means little girl, get up. And this little girl that was dead got up and lived again. When Jesus is walking through the town of Nain, and there's a widow there who's lost her only son, he's being carried through the town in a coffin. He's dead and he's about to be buried, and his mum is just in a flood of tears. She's given up any hope for her future. She's now a widow, and she's on her own. And Jesus comes up to her and says, don't cry. Can I just suggest you don't do that when people are grieving? Jesus is allowed to do that, but we're not. He says, don't cry. This is the word I got for you. Son, young man, Get up. And the dead boy gets up and hugs his mom and comforts his mom. When when Jesus gets to Mary and Martha's place and his friend Lazarus has been dead in the tomb four days and Jesus says, roll away the stone and let let him come out. What do they all say? It says, his body already stinketh. Because everyone spoke in King James language back then. His body... It stinketh. And Jesus says, Let him come out. And a dead man walks out alive with his burial clothes just hanging off him we serve a God of resurrection we serve a God who brings back the dead we serve a God who can take what is dead on the inside and make it alive we serve a God who when we were dead in sin he made us alive in Christ because his one and only son took our sins for us and he went through death and came out the other side alive and in Christ we we receive that same resurrected life. we receive a life that even though we die we will live forever and ever. We serve a resurrected God who can take what is dying on the inside, what is dormant on the inside and he can breathe life into it and he can bring it back from the dead. Maybe you're here this morning and you said, don't bother that dream is dead don't bother maybe you're going through a season where you're drowning in a flood of tears and you've given up hope for your future it'll never change or or maybe you've gone through a difficult time and like Mary and Martha and their friends they said you said this stinketh this really stinks this really stinks. I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed you weren't here for me, Jesus. And Jesus is saying to you, my timing is perfect because I want my glory to be seen. We serve a resurrected God. We serve a God who wakes us up before it's too late. We serve a God who, when we're dying on the inside, or there's power and gifts and dreams lying dormant on the inside, He breathes life into it. And He brings what He's dead back to life. Hey, let's close our eyes and just bow our heads for a moment this morning. If you're here this morning and you'd say, I'm dead on the inside, I need Jesus to come and make me spiritually alive. I've tried a whole bunch of things or I've just been doing nothing. I've been asleep for some time. But today I want to put my faith in Jesus Christ. Today I actually want Jesus to come and forgive my sin. I want him to make me alive on the inside. I want to be alive spiritually. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to know new life with Christ. I'd love to lead you in a prayer this morning, just while every eye is closed and head is bowed. If you'd like to be part of that prayer, you want to be included in that prayer. Can I just get you to raise your hand wherever you are right now? If you're online, just put it in the chat. Just press that button and say, I want to be in that prayer. If you're in the room, can I just get you to raise your hand just for a moment? Bless you, man. That's good. Who else this morning? Just say, that's my prayer. I'm praying that prayer today. Bless you. That's awesome. Who else today? That's my prayer. Make me alive, Lord Jesus. Okay, can I just encourage you to pray with me this morning, if that's you, whether you're online or whether you're here in the room, would you just pray along with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've always loved me. I'm sorry for the way that I've sinned against you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I ask today that you would forgive my sins. And I choose today to follow you, Jesus, as my King. Make me alive by the power of your Holy Spirit. I ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, hey, can we just put our hands together this morning and just encourage those here in the room and online that just prayed that prayer. If that's you this morning, Please either see someone in our welcome lounge or one of our prayer team down the front. We'd love to just encourage you, help you uh, get started in your walk with God. But let's all stand together this morning. I just know, I know this is a word for some people online. I know it's a word for some people in this room. There are gifts within you lying dormant. And this morning, God... He's breathing new life into them. He's waking them up. I don't know what that gift is for you. I talked about some of my own. For others of you, there's dreams and visions of what you're going to do with your business, of what you're going to do in your ministry, of of what you believe God's calling you to in your family, that God is breathing new life into. It looks like it's all gone to custard. It looks like it's dead. And God's saying, I'm not finished with you yet. I, I just know. Some of you this morning just need to say, God, awake my soul. Awake my soul and sing. Awake what is within me. Awaken what has become weak. Awaken what I started but is not yet finished. Come on, I'm just going to get our prayer team and our pastoral team down the front. If you're here this morning, I just really believe as some of you, are a spiritual gifts, You know there's a gift God's given you. And this morning you've realised it's just lying dormant. There's others of you. There's dreams and visions, and they're lying dormant, and God's waking them up. Come on, as we start to sing this song, Awake My Soul, just start to come to the front. Come on, just start to come right now. Thanks, so. In our
0: hearts, Lord, in this nation.
1: just to pray that God's spirit would come and just fall upon us that God's spirit would stir up within us his gifts that will be a blessing to this body and to the world around us I just know there's a whole bunch of the that need to come there's gifts of writing there's gifts of leading there's gifts of preaching there's gifts of prophecy there's gifts of healing and maybe you've not exercised these gifts for a long time or maybe they're gifts that you've dreamt about and you've literally believe that God has put there, but you haven't even had a go yet at exercising them. Come on, we're not going to sing again for a moment. I just know there's some people we need to pray for. We just need to pray for what is deposited within you would come to life and be a blessing to many. It's actually not about you. It's about the gifts that God's put within you, it'll be a blessing to the body. That it'll be a blessing to a hurting world around us. Come on, I wanna pray for us together and then I'm gonna get um, some people just to, just to pray over you. Come on, just begin to come. Come on, don't wait. I know, I know this word is for some of you. I know God is awakening something within you. I know there are gifts that God is, is saying it's time. It's time to wake up. These gifts are a blessing to my body. Come on, just keep coming as I pray. Father God, come and pour out your spirit in this place. Father God, come and pour out your spirit. Your spirit that brings to life what has become dormant and what is dying. Your spirit that that brings power to do what is so beyond anything that we've ever dreamed of. Your spirit that fills us with faith and hope and love for the people around about us. God, come Holy Spirit, come and fall upon us. Come Holy Spirit, come and stir up what you've put within us. calm Holy Spirit, just release your life-giving word for us today. Come on, if you're not down the front getting prayed for, just pray for yourself. Just pray those simple words. Holy Spirit, give me ears to hear what you're saying to me right now. Give me ears to hear. Come on, just listen to his voice. What's the awakening within you? What's the awakening within your family? Just listen to him for a moment. Father, I just believe you don't want us to miss out. You don't want us to miss out on some really great stuff you're calling us to do. You don't want us to miss out on some really important things that are part of your plan, but you want us to be part of it. You invite us in. You could do it without us, but you love to do it with us. God, would you stir up stir up in our hearts this morning faith in your power, faith in your plans, faith in your purposes, faith in the person of Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, alive today and forevermore. Faith in the power of salvation that is in his name alone. Faith that this city can be transformed by the good news of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray and intercede for our city. Come on, let's sing it out together. God, would you awaken our soul? He's got more he's calling us to do in this city. just to take hold by faith that word you've spoken over us God your gospel is so good your spirit lives within us has power to raise what is dead and bring it to life we thank you we thank you for the gifts that you've given us the gifts that that have transformed us. We love you, Jesus. God, would you help us this week not to be oblivious to your presence, but to enjoy, to enjoy you. God, would you you bring our spirit alive within us that we would hear your voice more clearly that we would let go of the sin that so easily entangles us. We would hear your voice with clarity and we would respond with courage, with courageous obedience. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm not going to keep harping on about this, but I just believe as others here just need someone to pray for you this morning pray that God will just stir up something within you. I'm just going to get our prayer team just to stay here for a few minutes. And uh, just come. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on what God has got for you. Hope to see you Wednesday night at the AGM. Make sure you uh, grab something yummy at Flavors of Beyond. And see you next Sunday. God bless.
0: We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.